delegations from Almaty, Kazakhstan and Beijing, China are delivering key presentations to the IOC. You're listening to the latest edition of ATR Radio. I'm Nicole Bennett. Joining us now from Lausanne is Ed Hula, editor of Around the Rings. Today's the second day of the so-called technical briefing for IOC members on the 2022 candidate cities, which gave them a chance to explain how they plan to stage the games as well as for IOC members to ask questions to the candidates. So Ed, with only two cities bidding to host the 2022 Olympics, is this briefing as important as others in previous Olympic bidding contests? Well, sort of yes and no, I guess, is the uh, easy way I can answer that. Because there are two cities, one would think it'd be a great way to compare the two, to figure out which is stronger than the other. On the other hand, we're dealing with Beijing, which is considered to have such a, a far lead over Almaty in the bidding that it would have taken a very, very strong presentation from Almaty and a Beijing presentation that was full of holes for it to really make much of a difference in this race. Sometimes when there's three or four cities, when we've had those kinds of races in the past, um, it does help draw a distinction between the weak ones and the stronger ones. But here I think it uh, perhaps, perhaps solidified Beijing's status as the likely front runner in this contest right now. Where are the presentations taking place? At the Olympic Museum in along the shore of Lake Geneva here in Lausanne. Uh, that's the traditional place that the, these briefings have been held. There's an auditorium there, catering, room for the media, uh, uh, a good environment for that sort of thing. And very picturesque, as I say, on the shore of Lake Geneva. Uh, when you uh, get out of the auditorium or out of the uh, museum, you can look across the uh, lake and see just, it's a beautiful scene. How do the delegations from Almaty and Beijing compare? I know you've said Beijing is kind of a front runner right now. Well, it is a front runner, but in terms of their delegations uh, to Lausanne for this briefing, roughly about the same. The Prime Minister of Kazakhstan made a brief appearance, Karim Masimov. He spoke at the open or, or during the Almaty presentation. Um, but did not respond to any questions and didn't show up at, uh, at the press conference. The mayor of Almaty is here, as is the mayor of Beijing, who is also the president of the Beijing Bid Committee. Other ministers, uh, the presidents of the respective National Olympic Committees, uh, Olympians, Dennis Ten, the bronze medalists in men's figure skating from Sochi 2014, represented uh, the Almaty bid, and the Olympian for uh, Beijing 2022 was Yang Yang, who is also a member of the IOC. She is a short track speed skating gold medalist. So an athlete for each side, uh, ministers, the mayors, all the, all the right people. And what exactly happened today? Well, for about 90 minutes, both cities got to make a presentation to the IOC membership on, on how the bid on, will, will, will take place, the technical aspects of the bid, how, where the venues are, are, how the transportation will be arranged. Not, any of the, not, not the emotional appeal that they will try to make in a month or so when they go again before the IOC for the final vote. Pretty much details about how the bid uh, will, will, will unfold in each city. 
And then about 45 minutes of, of questions from IOC membership on different aspects of the bid. So it's, uh, it's a good 90 minutes to two hours that they are in the closed room with the IOC. And unfortunately, despite the IOC's claim at greater transparency and calling for greater transparency in their operations, they still hold these meetings, these briefings behind closed doors. Um, and I'm not sure still to this moment what they are trying to hide from the media and the public at large. To me, it's, 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 a, it's a big deficiency, a big hole in the IOC's transparency pledge to have these, have these briefings behind closed doors. Hmm. So what happens tomorrow? What's on the schedule for Wednesday? Uh, it is a time for the cities to meet one-on-one or in small groups with the IOC members. The actual event will take place at the, at the Palace Hotel in downtown Lausanne where two meeting rooms have been set up where the cities will set up displays, uh, maps, charts, and for about five hours on Wednesday morning, IOC members will have the chance to visit each of the room and talk one-on-one with members of the bid team, have more specific questions asked. This is all as a result of the uh, changes to the IOC bidding process that that end, end visits of members to the bid cities due to the vote-buying scandal of the 1990s. So instead of being able to visit the cities, the... Uh, the members are able to go visit the cities in Lausanne in a very supervised way so that no, uh, nothing untoward supposedly happens. But uh, it's uh, one-on-one briefings. And in the afternoon, the media get a chance to visit these rooms and also do the same with the, uh, with the uh, bid committees. So it's a, it's a chance to ex- extract more information, more about each of the bids for the IOC members as well as the press. And that's the, uh, that's the end of the show. Uh, then it's on to, on to Kuala Lumpur at the end of the July for the final vote. So far, what are IOC members saying about each bid? Really nothing critical, despite each of these bids being flagged for a number of deficiencies in the Evaluation Commission report that was released just about a week ago. Um, IOC members say they were impressed with what they heard from, from Kazakhstan, uh, that they believe that... Uh, uh, I think they're a little bit surprised at how well organized they are. Uh, a very compact bid, they believe, in Kazakhstan, in, in Almaty. Venues are generally no more than about 30 minutes away from the Olympic Village. Uh, in Beijing, they're a little bit more circumspect, but uh, Beijing has the big issue, supposedly, of not having very much snow to offer for the ski events and a really... 100% reliance on artificially made snow. IOC members said they were satisfied with the uh, explanations from Beijing about how the use of artificial snow will be sustainable, how they will have enough water to, to do this in a, in a sustainable way. Um, IOC members we talked to said they were satisfied Nobody really raised any doubts about it, it seems. So uh, both cities, at for, for the moment, at least in the public pronouncements of the IOC, seem to have um, escaped any serious criticism during their appearances this morning.
So you mentioned Almaty has a compact bid. Weaknesses include accommodation and, and finance. Did the team address any of these points? During the press conference, they had each, each of these cities had a, about a 20-minute press conference in the afternoon. In the case of Almaty, um, which probably needs a good 15,000, 20,000 hotel rooms still to be built to adequately meet IOC requirements, um, they, they raised this idea that there is a $75 billion sovereign wealth fund, a rainy day fund, if you will, in Kazakhstan that's just been gathering size. It's uh, funded by the oil petroleum revenues of, of Kazakhstan. The, the doubt about Kazakhstan finances revolves around the, the sinking price of oil in the past year and uh, what this has done to their, to their revenue stream. The, the leaders of the Almaty bid say this $75 billion sovereign wealth fund is a, is, a, is a cushion, is a way to make sure everything that's promised in the bid can get done, including building hotels and other facilities needed for the games. And you touched on Beijing's weak point in, in terms of lack of snow. Um, another weak point is air pollution. Did they say anything about that during their press conference? Well, they, they said that there will be a concerted effort made to clean up the air in Beijing, which is notorious as among the most foul among world capitals. Um, $180 billion will be spent over the coming years, says Mayor Wang Anshun, about clearing the air in Beijing. Uh, a number of steps will be taken, reducing the use of coal, uh, controlling dust and construction debris floating in the air, uh, reducing automobile traffic. Uh, these are all important and necessary for fighting air pollution, but on the other hand, these are also some of the same things we heard when Beijing was bidding for the 2008 Summer Olympics and pollution was just as much a problem back then, and it was a, a pledge that the Beijing Olympics would help clear the air in the, in, the, in the city, and in fact, that has not happened, and once again, the promise is being made that an Olympic Games, this time a Winter Olympic Games, in a city not known for winter sports, will, will do the same thing. Well, more to come on all this before the IOC chooses a host city in July. That was Ed Hula, editor of Around the Rings, joining us from Lausanne, where the city's bidding for the 2022 Winter Olympics enter the home stretch in the race for the Games. Be sure to check into ATR online on Facebook and Twitter for more from the team in Lausanne this week. I'm Nicole Bennett. Thanks for listening. <laughs>